Hello and welcome back to the Hull City Council podcast. The podcast that brings you the latest updates from Hull City Council and exclusive interviews with local people. Following the latest news on devolution between Hull and the East Riding, we spoke to the leader of Hull City Council, Councillor Mike Ross, to give an update on the deal that has been proposed. So here's what Councillor Mike Ross had to say on devolution. So Councillor Ross, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Great to be here. So let's start by, if you could explain to listeners what, what devolution actually is. Yeah, sure. So I mean, devolution, it's a big word and I think lots of different people really have different views about what it is. But essentially, if we look at it in terms of some powers and some actual money as well being given to a region to decide locally about how things are done. Uh, but also importantly, we look at the devolution that's been done across the country, councils coming together, working together to do that. So uh, one of the, the more well-known ones, for example, the likes of Greater Manchester, that's a patch that covers 10 councils with one directly elected mayor. That's currently, of course, Andy Burnham. He oversees uh, a, a Greater Manchester combined authority and he's there to, to lead that and to set an agenda about the sort of things that happen in that area around a whole range of really, if I call it economic things, so things to the economy, things to do with transport and the like, and skills agenda as well, training as well. Um, and that is really, really important because it's important in the sense that these are things that help people in their daily lives and devolution can feel one step removed from people's daily lives but actually the sort of things it covers are about things like jobs and growth and the economy and that's really important particularly for a place like Hull where we have often been at the back of the queue and at the back of the queue in terms of getting the investment that obviously a city like Hull so desperately needs. So following today's announcement that a devolution deal has been proposed can you discuss what this now means and where the process is and, and what happens next? Well, I think the first thing this means is that it's actually quite an achievement to have got this far. Obviously, there's been discussions around devolution taking place here for, it feels like, a, a, nearly a decade. Uh, and there's been various different proposals across that time. And uh, unfortunately, other parts of Yorkshire have managed to get ahead of Hunley's riding and got their deals in place. And Hull has been left behind as a result of that. So I think the first thing it means is a major achievement for, for this region. What it then means is that there's a deal that's been agreed that covers a whole range of issues, more investment in a number of uh, things locally, money to help skills, gender, money to help. This is one of the key things for me around potential growth of the, the, the Siemens site, and that would be a fantastic achievement for this region. More jobs coming into to Hull. Uh, and also an agreement that this then goes to the public, and, and I'm sure we'll talk a bit about what that means. But in terms of what happens now, uh, we will be agreeing the principle of the deal, but importantly, it does need to go to the public. And so we'll get this deal, go through the uh, council's democratic structure, so scrutiny members will look at it, the cabinet will, will look at it, and then it'll go to full council at the end of the year for full council to agree to send it out to the public for the public to have the say. I'm you know, sure we can talk more about this as we go on, but we are very clear 
as a listening council, the views of the public are really, really important. And if the public whole say, actually, we don't want this to happen, then we will listen to that. So when would you expect devolution to come into full effect? Yeah, so I think the really important thing to say about this is it's not overnight. While a deal has been announced, that doesn't mean it's happening tomorrow. As I say, even beyond the processes I talked about there in terms of through the council system, uh, there's the parliamentary side of it as well that needs to be set up. So it needs to go through uh, parliament and that there's a whole sort of, I won't go to great detail, but all sorts of steps there that need to be approved before it actually can come into being. But the end point that we're working towards potentially, that if FDINC goes to plan, we could see mayoral elections take place in May 2025. So that hopefully gives a rough idea. It's about sort of, what's that, about 16 months time could be when we actually get a mayoral election taking place. So although Hull and East Riding could become a combined authority, they're not merging to become one council. Yeah, I think so. Just in terms of that question, I, it's not right to say Hull and East Riding are becoming a combined authority. I think it's really important that we sort of do specify this. Hull and East Riding would be forming a combined authority and that's not a case of the councils coming together and becoming one council. That's a case of forming a new entity. And that that would be a case under devolution, whether it was a mayoral system or not. Honeys riding, working together on devolution, means you get a combined authority composed of parts of both of those councils. So, yeah, in terms of the actual governance structure, for example, it will see councillors from the two councils sitting round the table with others as well from outside the council. And they would be there... Uh, as a, a board together in this setup, with a, a directly elected mayor, a directly elected mayor who would chair that, and they t- collectively would take decisions affecting the two areas. So this is a level three devolution deal, which comes with an elected mayor. Who chooses that? Who the, who the mayor is, and uh, how are they voted for? Well, I think the really important bit to say about that is they they are voted for. You know, this is a case much like if councillors or MPs or. Police and crime commissioners, this is a post that members of the public will get their say about who it is that holds that job. They will vote them into office and they can vote them out. So ultimately, of course, in this in this country, we're quite used to the political parties putting forward candidates for a post such as this. And inevitably, that'll be the case here. I should imagine the parties will put forward uh, candidates to be the mayor. Likewise, uh, there could be an independent candidate or so well-known Figure or even someone who's not well known but just wants to give it a go could put their name in in the in the hat as it were and go forward to be mayor and the public of Hunley's riding would get to vote for them much as they do for councillors and for MPs. So, what additional powers will these proposals give give the council and how would it look to use new funding revenue? Yes, yeah, so there are a number of powers that are being given would be given to the mail combined authority uh, as a result of this deal and. Yeah, I've talked before about Siemens, for example. I'm really pleased about the government recognising this. Obviously, in places like Hull, we have the need for more development to bring in more housing and other uses as well. And so there's funding coming as part of this to help with that. There's uh, skills agenda is really, really important here. So the adult uh, education budget, um, that being devolved to the, the new setup is, is really helpful as well. These are the sort of issues that affect the local economy. And so that's one of the reasons, you know, of course, business community are really keen to get them involved in this because they will play a really crucial role working alongside the, the Mail Combined Authority in 
bringing the sort of changes that Huntley's riding need over the next 10, 15, 20 years. But what I would say, just just in terms of this point around additional powers, is and and the money itself as well. You know, if 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 we just wanted to have a male deal at any cost, you know, if we turned around to the government when they came to us in July and said, "Yeah, we'll we'll sign up now for a deal," it doesn't matter what it looks like. I am certain, that I know we wouldn't have the sort of deal that we have on the table now. It's and it's only because of the tremendous amount of work done by whole city council over the course of the last few months that we've managed to push for what we think is a really good deal for, for this region and something that actually will help bring real change to the lives, actually, the lives of the, the residents of, of Hull and also the businesses that make their, their living here. And I think that is that is all for the good. Of course, the other thing about this is, is while we're, we've got this deal now, this is, this is a process and this deal here represents the first step on, on this process. It's not the end in itself. There, there will be, as we've seen with devolution set up across the country, more to come, I'm sure, in future years. So we've touched on this a little bit already, but how would this impact the people of Hull and what kind of a say can they have on devolution? Well, I mean, as I said at the start, yeah, devolution for a lot of people kind of feels one step removed from their daily lives. And I get that, I understand. You know, most of the time what the council does can often feel one step removed. That's the, the nature of government institutions. But actually, as much as the council is really important... It, what happens for people's daily lives i'm sure this new setup will be as well and so i think it will have a real impact on people's lives i think it will have that ability to make decisions locally that actually help the local economy which will mean jobs that will mean opportunity for people that will hopefully mean that there'll be new industries set up here that people who want to make their lives here will be able to do so rather than having to go elsewhere to get their opportunities but the other side of the question in terms of what kind of say will people be able to have on this well as i say this has to go through the council processes but if it's signed off to go out to the public that will be the chance in the early in the new year where the public of Hull will be able to literally have their say on the proposals coming forward and i want to see the public of Hull get engaged with this like we, we really want to hear their views um i have made no secret the fact that i'm not a big fan and never have been of the mayoral model but I'm also pragmatic enough to know that actually we need to do what's best in the region. So the fact that here I am supporting this deal, I think should hopefully be a sign to people perhaps in a similar position to me that actually, well, if, if, if Mike Ross, having said this in the past, is in a position where he can back this, then, then hopefully they can too. And I hope that this does get the support of the public come, come next year. Councillor Ross, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Thank you. So a big thank you to Councillor Ross for taking the time to join us today. If you'd like to stay up to date with the latest on devolution, you can follow the council on social media or sign up to our residents' newsletter at www.hull.gov.uk, which provides the latest news straight into your inbox. So thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Hull City Council podcast.